Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Big at Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Houston now up 5-1 to one on the Braves, top of the third. Told you I'm rooting for, Grant. It's Atlanta. I mean, I'm not one of those social media, I got to go against the Astros. Well, first of all, I don't like the Astros, so naturally, but like the Braves, I mean, why not? You know, Dodgers just won it last year. They, they, they obviously got through that. You know, I didn't care in the American Lakes. I mean, when Houston is playing Boston, it's like, ugh. Just enjoy watching the games. Do you get a vested interest at this point? I mean, I don't really have a vested interest. I'm definitely rooting for the Braves. I'd prefer okay. the Braves won. Simply because, A, the Astros are not a very likable team. You didn't like them when the no. Royals were beating them. You didn't no. like them when the cheating stuff And came they out. had a losing record against the Royals this year to seven games. They won three, Royals won four. And I also like, I like it when... Winners get mixed up every once in a while. You want the the Braves were good when I was a kid, but like it's fun to see them be good again. The Astros just won. Spread the and wealth. And they've been to five straight AL uh, CS. Yeah, spread the wealth. Let somebody else win one. Come on. Teddy Bridgewater, when talking to the media in Denver, said something that I think could be applied here. Yeah, it's um, definitely uh, a locker room that's still together, uh, and you you can sense like man, you know, it's it's no no panic. And I, t- I said it to the guy yesterday. I'm like, man, hey, we got to have a sense of urgency. You know, it's not time to panic, but it almost is. <laughs> Close locker room. I mean, it's w- what it is here. It's not time to panic, but it almost is. Like, that's what he said. Like, the Chiefs, I feel kind of the same way. Now, if you're in that locker room, you don't panic because you can't show that. I mean, you're, you're, you're a football team that was the Vegas favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. You can't show panic. You lose the Giants, then you start freaking panicking. Because then you're really questioning everything you're doing because you get the Packers up next. The Packers are a legit football team, 100%. But I, I heard that from Teddy Bridgewater. like, yeah. But here's Denver, though. Let's be honest. Fangio's going to be gone in Denver. The AFC West is going to have, I think, two new faces. Unless the Raiders keep Adasio. I don't know. I, I think the Raiders be in a market for head coach as well. Unless, you know, they, they win what they have and they'll keep it. They'll keep things the way they are if they continue to win. But I'm waiting for the Raiders to Raider. The Broncos. Did you watch Thursday Night Football? And the Broncos, 98% of the Browns passing attack and running attack weren't in that game. You know, no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt. Say what you want about Baker. Now they're, they're saying Case Keenum should start instead of Baker, which is interesting. But it was Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson leading the way for that team. Dearness Johnson... Played the uh, for the Orlando Apollos in the uh, defunct. They didn't even finish their season. The AAF. 
And I'm partial to those guys, Grant. I like the XFL guys, like P.J. Walker and Carolina starting. Parham, the tight end with the chart. Like, I like XFL guys showing their worth because I, I, I like those silly leagues. You can call them stupid leagues. You can call them whatever you want. But I went a little Kramer on it, and I like the AAF, and I like the XFL. I would like to have seen them finish their seasons. I think COVID had a big part to do with the XFL. Do you like those leagues? Did you like, should football get a minor league system? Because everybody wants one. But I've always said they don't need one because BCS football or FCS level football is, or FBS, you can say FCS too because the number of those guys in the NFL, that's the minor leagues. The minor leagues is Alabama. The minor leagues is, uh, is Ohio State. The minor leagues is Clemson. You don't have to pay those guys. You don't have to pay medical either. That's what the NFL uses. Power five, group of five. That's who they get their draft picks from. They get 266 selections. They know who most of them are in detail by the time the draft gets around. I don't think we need minor league football. I like college football. I mean, you know how much I like college football. And we absolutely love it. And so it's like, I'd like to see that thrive. You wonder how much that would be damaged if there becomes a minor league football. But also, like, I would not watch minor league football. Like, I would not be invested in that. I just know I wouldn't. I don't watch minor league baseball. I don't watch minor league basketball. I guess sometimes I do, but. G League? Yeah, sometimes. But, like, it's not something that's going to drive my eyeballs. I'll like, tell you this I'm much. Not that interested. People in this town sure kept an eye on what was going on with Bobby Witt and the Miners. I think there was more. I mean, obviously, people used to watch. I used to do it, too, when Hosmer and Moose and those guys and Perez and Duffy were in, you know, the Texas League with Northwest Arkansas and up in Omaha. But people followed along with. Northwest Arkansas and Omaha, of course, that matters if you have MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, and Bobby Wood Jr. You're paying attention to that stuff. That's true. And, like, theoretically, like, if the Chiefs had had, like, Patrick Mahomes in a minor league system, and they're like, oh, wait, Patrick Mahomes threw for 400, maybe he should be a guy we look at next year. That could have been fun. That's true. The closest thing they could have done, and keep in mind, I do like the XFL and I do like stuff like that. And, you know, even though some of those games would be shown on the NFL Network, the NFL didn't have a vested interest financially with those leagues because they would have still been going had the NFL been part of those leagues. You've heard the rumors for years that the Canadian Football League, the CFL, like I would actually be okay with that if you could allocate like three guys to the CFL. You know, you get a Shane Bouchelle sometime, you know, you know, to play a little bit, you know. But I don't like vertical motions. I don't like 20-yard ends. I mean, they have to scale back their rules. Two guys in motion. They have to scale back their rules in Canada if that's what you were going to do. And there's not enough teams, right? And so you'd want your guy to play like in your system. You'd have to combine several NFL teams to yeah. for allocation purposes. And I know a lot of like minor league hockey teams and like basketball teams, like they install their offenses in those minor league teams, which you couldn't do that in the CFL. I, I just don't ever see it happening. And I remember Oliver Luck, who was the commissioner of the XFL, and the first one coming out there with Vince McMahon and. He had Oliver Luck. He had, you know, credible people, you know, in that league. And I remember Oliver Luck came on the show one time, and I I, I talked to him because, you know, I like silly things like that. So, obviously, the commissioner of the XFL is going to come on something I'm doing because I like talking about that stuff. But I asked him, too. I said, will this be like a Leonard Fournette or something, not going back to LSU, playing the first year in your league? Like, how much can you pay these guys? Will they put their body at risk to play in your league before they get to the National Football League? But now... With name, image, and likeness, guys can make money now. Like the Javian Clownies, when he was the number one recruit in the country, could have made money now. Leonard Fournette would have been paid and had a car at LSU. 
Not saying he did. I don't. I don't know the details or what happened. But legally, could have had a car, got money, got everything else. And I'm not saying he did this stuff at that time. I'm just saying, for example, a guy like that could have got all this stuff. You didn't have to cover it up or anything. Just, here's your car. And they're not making chump change. Like they are making legitimate adult salaries well, with some Ewers, of these NIL deals. Quinn Ewers is at Ohio State. They have a, they have a quarterback room full of five stars. Right. He skipped a senior year of high school. He's making close to a million dollars. Because a kombucha company and he's got an autograph deal. Hitting and played, man. Hadn't seen the field. Bryce Young at Alabama's close to the million dollar mark. That stuff's gonna kill minor league football. Now that you started to pay these guys in the NFL, these owners get together and say, well, we're not paying insurance on these guys. We're not paying anything for the league. Why do it? Let the Alabamas of the world pay for everything. We'll take the guys into the NFL when they're ready. And I not, think they should go two years instead of three, but regardless. It's not even the Alabamas of the world that are paying these guys. It's the local car dealerships and local gyms and stuff who are shelling out the cash. So, I mean, I'm sure the NFL loves that. I still think we're headed for something really interesting with Neil. Name, image, and likeness. Like when the IRS starts getting involved, like that Miami gym that's paying all those hurricanes. I mean, big money. Like eventually you got to pay your taxes. And then what happens when you hit that transfer portal? Like, I love Fansville, that Dr. Pepper commercial, because they got the transfer portal out there, and the guys jump through it or come back through it. I don't know if you've seen that, but it happens. And what happens if you give a quarterback a bunch of stuff? Like Spencer Rattler, I'm sure he got some stuff from some places in in Norman. I don't know exactly what he got, but he was the Heisman favorite. He was going to be a first-round quarterback, and he's been replaced by a true freshman, Caleb Williams. Like, wouldn't you imagine Spencer Rattler got something from somebody, and somebody's probably pissed that this guy, the question, oh, he unfollowed Oklahoma on Instagram. Where's he going to go? He probably will hit the transfer portal because well, I, I guarantee he still wants to play college football because that NFL first-round thing is gone. Yeah, I mean, he's not – I wouldn't touch him. But I'm curious if, if like these companies come back on some of these players. Can you do that, that though? All, I'm sure there's got to be like – Surely be there's contracts and – you I talked to, I talked to Jordy Nelson about this. He came on one night because he was speaking to the Kansas State. We've talked to Gene Taylor, the athletic director of Kansas State. And, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with it. You know, when you give somebody something, then all of a sudden they're not playing? Then what happens? Then you're actually expecting it back? Now you got to sign deals and be careful signing them. And this is where all these guys need to lawyer up or whatever it is because if you get benched and you're not playing, you're not producing, what do you do with that, that Escalade you're driving? Like, they're going to want it back, aren't they? If you're not producing, they want it back. Like if, I, I if Quinn know. Ewers never sees the field at Ohio State, you're going to have companies go, what the hell, man? And guys like Quinn Ewers, who literally are foregoing years of, like, high school to come here early, they're 17, 18 years old. Like, these are barely adults. Well, the bottom line is, I mean, I, as much as I like these leagues, I just, the NFL, you know, they get their deal with Stan Kroenke now and <laughs> trying to go back on millions that he owns them, and some owners are defending him, some aren't. So it's just a crazy world financially in sports right now. But I think name, image, and likeness really took away because that was going to be the allure for guys to jump from college to one of these leagues like the XFL, right? Oh, it's a chance for them to go make money. Well, you can pay them $100,000. Well, guess what? If they stay at their respective school and they're that good, they're making 10 times that. There's no need to go jump. Can you imagine, though, the guys like Clowney when he was in South Carolina or Fournette at LSU, what they would have got in name, image, and likeness? Like, can you imagine the amount of money they passed up? Because people would have paid them. I'd love to see what, like, if USC ever gets headed in the right direction again. Like, could you imagine what Matt Liner in 
Lindale White and Reggie Bush would have made in that backfield, that would have been insane. Reggie Bush, one of the best college running backs I've ever seen. I mean, Translated just, to a mediocre career in the NFL, but in college, he was the king. Vince Young was the king in Texas. Like, do you think, could it have been a $10 million backfield for Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner? Probably in, you're in dealing LA? with Los Angeles. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. Pete Carroll had that team as a machine. For, and they were a machine for multiple years. Yeah. I mean, they were a machine for 50 games. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I think name image likeness really has killed any thought of a minor league football season. I would love to see it. I mean, because I geek out on those kind of things. But, again, I just got to sit there and watch the uh, P.J. Walkers of the world, the Donald Parhams of the world, the Ernest Johnsons, and think what might have been. But it's good to see these guys excelling in the NFL. Coming up next, the best teams reside in the NFC, not the AFC. It's kind of crazy. Didn't exactly expect that at this point in the season, but it's true. We talk about that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back. Text line was asking about Orlando Brown. They were talking about maybe he misses this offseason. Now, Jaron Reed has not lived up to the expectations. Frank Clark, they're kind of salary cap uh, tied to with Frank Clark. I did like the drafting of Creed Humphrey. How could you not? The second round for the Chiefs was a home run. It just was. Creed Humphrey, home run. Nick Bolden (laughs) tied for the NFL lead in tackles for losses and more tackles than any rookie. That is is fact. And I love the Trey Smith pickup in the sixth round when you got that kind of quality that late in the draft. It was absolutely perfect for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, some people bring up Orlando Brown. I get it. Orlando Brown's going to get a lot of fire from Chiefs fans because of, well, 
He got beat badly a couple times against Tennessee. I was expecting some form of growing pains. Again, you're going from a run-dominated offense in Baltimore to a different offensive system in Kansas City. It's past heavy, and he did get a cup of coffee at left tackle. He spent the majority of his NFL time at right tackle. But then again, in that situation, as I asked the texter, well, who would you have brought in? Chiefs tried to get Trent Williams. That deal went to 233 in the morning. It was that close. Chiefs are going to be happy with Trent Williams. Then the Orlando Brown trade came out, but the draft did not have it. You were sitting there at 31. Who are you going to draft at 31? Sam Cosby's of the world. I really liked him. Moved the right tackle. Liam Eisenberg's been moved to right tackle. He's left tackle. Alex Leatherwood, left tackle at Alabama, moved the guard. In the NFL, like, who are you going to take? So I see the Orlando Brown, and, well, his play has been dictating whether he gets the franchise, whether he gets a long-term contract, or nothing at all. Again, I felt like some of these Chiefs were on proven deals. Jaron Reed didn't get that second contract from Seattle. This was his money-making year in Kansas City. I expected more. I think they expected more from Jaron Reed. Haven't had it. Orlando Brown, this was a year for him to make some cash. You know, at this point, they haven't paid it because why at this point? Just wait and see see things out. But the NFC is getting all the love. NFL.com out, comes, comes out each week with their power rankings, and they usually like theirs uh, better than the others. Number one, they have the Arizona Cardinals at 7-0, and and it's hard to argue with the team that's undefeated. The Bucs at 6-1, and they have them at number two. It is the reigning Super Bowl champion. Yes, they deserve sitting where they're at. Number three, the Buffalo Bills at 4-2. and two. Like, Buffalo's lost this top spot. They were getting the love, even though they lost the Steelers early on, because when they beat the Chiefs, and in spectacular fashion, people are like, oh, look at the Bills. They mean business now. But then they go and lose to Tennessee. But they have an easy schedule going forward, including a couple bye weeks against Jacksonville and the Jets. So the Buffalo Bills, the only AFC team in their top five, number four is the Dallas Cowboys at five and one. They've earned that. The Rams are fifth at six and one. Packers are sixth. Again, you're waiting for AFC teams. Oh, there's the Cincinnati Bengals, five and two. Seventh in the power rankings. A team grant that back in, well, I don't have any strikes yet in Survivor League. I thought I was going to get that one that night where they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. I sweated that. That was when Herb stayed in Ohio. Remember that? It was a little famous time with Urban Meyer there where he stayed in Ohio after that loss. I think I remember the incident, yeah. He didn't fly back on the jet. He probably wished he had now. News cycle, man, it's gone. 24 hours later, it's gone. So I, I don't know Herb's interest level. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Herb. I, I think that it doesn't matter. I think that a college would take a chance at Urban Meyer again. Again, the end-all, be-all is if you want to win or not. And what he did was just kind of a – it wasn't a good look, the video, but, again, it was a household thing. I mean, it's kind of outside the realm of football. But if you want to criticize the wins, the fact they didn't have a field goal till they beat Miami in London, that, that's fine. Or how bad that football team is, that fine. Even though they have Trevor Lawrence. I do think it's going to set up nicely for an offensive-minded head coach to go in there that wants to take this team that has the drive because they have Trevor Lawrence. All out Brendan Staley with Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Second-year quarterback, get the right coach in there. It's going to be there for the long haul. By the way, Houston up still 5-1. to one, Bottom of the fourth now against uh, Atlanta Sporting and L.A. Galaxy. Still knotted up, haven't scored in that game. But is there any reason 
five out of six NFC teams, like I don't see it. I see a whole lot of flaws in AFC teams going forward, and we'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley. Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Grant, I, I found this funny from Kansas Football that tweeted this out just a little bit ago. They say, we opened the gates and you showed out. Thank you, Jayhawk faithful, right? And they get little tweets here and stuff from people about the Jayhawks. They opened the gates for free in the second half because what they did is they wanted to fill that place up, maybe see the, they were buying the Oklahoma lead 10-0 and a half. They were buying that because I'll say this, Kansas does this stuff. Beatty would do this stuff. Every year they would get somebody they weren't supposed to beat, and they'd either beat them or get a moral victory. I'll give it to him, though, because he's look at big things that happened last weekend. You count the moral victory in Lawrence with Oklahoma, even though they lost. Kansas State, who comes back from 24-10 to beat uh, Texas Tech 25-24 and get, gets Matt Wells fired as head coach, even though he was 5-2 going that game. Or Missouri signing Luther Burden in the in the off week that they had. You can make a case for all of them, but I can't go moral victories. Or when you open up the gates, yes, people showed up, but I think it's one of those those traps, you know, like grocery stores do. You know, they put the good stuff out there and they because they want you visually to see things in the little island, right? And they, they got guys like them. Rob Britton to show up just to watch them lose. Exactly. Because I even got texts from Rob. Hey man, I'm heading to Lawrence on K ten right now. Just to watch because I gotta go see my guys. Just to watch Caleb Williams literally steal the game from his own. But he has back. season tickets anyway, so they're already invested in the program. But what they're doing is they want to bring you in, they want to show you a win, then they want you to start spending money for Jayhawks games and not letting you in free. Because Rob or uh, Grant, I said Rob, you can't you can't have a business going when you let people go for free. It's it's actually quite embarrassing. A little bit. That you build up a lead, top five team, halftime, and then you open the gates for free. And are, those, are those lose. really great fans or just fans that want to show up for the hell of it because it's free? Because people will do things they don't normally like to do if it's free. What if they had won with those, all those people in the stands? They would have stormed. That's what I'm about to say. Would it got a little extra rowdy? A few too many fans out there? I'm just saying. When we see a goal posting? I just saw that, that tweet from when it's kind of... It was kind of interesting, man. It was kind of interesting. Like this AFC is, Grant, you remember when I said 
who is the second best team in the AFC? You know, obviously, I was saying the Chiefs at that point because they didn't, of course, it was before that L they took in Tennessee because they're right there because all these teams are flawed. But obviously, it's not the Chiefs right now. As a matter of fact, you realize the Chiefs are the 11th seed right now? Like, if you're going to start the playoffs now, and seven seeds get in, not 11, right? The Colts are right ahead of the Chiefs at three and four. Yes, that team that everybody, you know, trashed, they're down to three. Even the Patriots are three and four. And you know what they should be after spending $137.5 when free agency first started? Then the teams that are actually in Pittsburgh is on the outside looking in. But the top seven seeds in the AFC, you know the Bengals hold the number one seed right now in the AFC? Did anybody call that one? Did anybody call that one? Vegas Raiders number two. Bengals and Raiders, your top two seeds in the AFC. See that? I didn't. We did not see it. Tennessee's got themselves up to third, which you look at the Tennessee Titans, I felt like that was a perception game because, you know what? They can stick their chest out a little bit. I know the, the, the losing to the Jets took a lot out of them. They took a big hit to the ego, being the team that lost to the Jets. It got Pete Sweeney a strike and survivor, which is absolutely hilarious. But they've beaten the Bills and the Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. Baltimore Ravens chime in at five after getting just blasted by the Bengals last week. Two of the last three games, the Ravens have given up 500 yards of offense. Flaw. The Chargers, the sixth seed. Everybody loved the Chargers. Brian Greasy talking about, oh, this team to beat in the AMC West. Look at the Raiders. Raiders are ahead of them. They go get blasted with the Baltimore Ravens. They have the worst run defense in the NFL. That's a flaw for the Chargers because I don't know how far they can go when teams can just run at will on them, which they do. Cleveland Browns coming in as the seventh seed right now if the playoffs start today. Cleveland would be in it. I had high hopes for Cleveland this year, but it's a flawed team. It's a flawed team so much that people are saying Case Keenum over Baker Mayfield at this point because Baker won the play but was hurt, didn't get to play. Case Keenum got the start. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb didn't play, and they still beat the Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater saying, not panicking yet, but it's almost time. Of course it is. Cincinnati Bengals, all right? Eh, it's hard to find a flaw with the Bengals, even though they have two losses. They nearly lost to the Jags on Thursday night at home. I nearly took a strike in that one. Vegas has actually played pretty decently, to be honest with you. They're 4-1 and one in this conference. Chiefs 1-4 and four in the AFC. Tennessee's got a flaw because, well, the defense isn't very good. That's why I'm shocked the Chiefs weren't able to put a touchdown up against Tennessee. They've lost to the Jets this year, despite Derrick Henry going for 157. But are they flawless? No, because that defense still liability and should have been a liability last weekend, but it wasn't. Buffalo, I mentioned. Buffalo Bills have lost at home to Pittsburgh. They dropped the game on the road to Tennessee. Yes, they beat the hell out of the Chiefs, but they got flaws. Baltimore certainly has flaws with their defense because, well, they've done something two of the last three weeks the Chiefs haven't done all season. That's give up 500 yards. Like, the Chiefs have yet to do that. Chargers, by the way, have done done the 500-yard thing. Like, they've given that up. Cleveland's got flaws. Like, everybody's got flaws, Grant, in the AFC. I understand why the NFC is getting all the love in the power rankings. AFC has flaws. This is why it's too bad the Chiefs. I mean, their flaw is turning the football over. We know that. It's probably a number one because it's cost them two games. That, the penalties starting to show up now. They've now gotten to the top half of the league in penalties. They were in the bottom third. Turnovers, penalties, and the way the defense is performing. The Chiefs have 
at least three flaws, to be honest with you. Some of these teams, two flaws and one flaws. But the AFC was there for the taking. Like There's not one team running away from it. That's what I'm saying. When the Bengals and Raiders are the top two seeds, that's a problem. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, isn't there like the margin for error seems a lot bigger than we anticipated, right? Like they could easily get themselves back in the thick of, of the playoff hunt. The next could, couple weeks. The could, but as, as, as I talked to Pete there, uh, and you were here, Grant, for the Arrowhead Pride Radio, like they have four losses now, right? The math is bad. The math is bad because what, what what's what's the cutoff? Now, obviously, the NFC last year, you had a 7-9 and nine team getting to the playoffs because they won their division. That stuff does happen when you win your division. But in the AFC, the cutoff mark was 11-5 because Dolphins were 10-6, and six, didn't make the postseason. Again, you have 17 games instead of six. Is 10 and 7 going to get you in? And I don't know because I think that's the old. I think 10 and 7 is the old, you know, 10 and 6. It just looks wide open. It just looks wide open right now. And I think that weird stuff like this happens in football where teams go on runs. And in five weeks' time, it would not shock me if the Chiefs are right up in the, the thick of that AFC playoff run. The Chiefs have the number one schedule going forward, they're playing teams with the 6 12 winning percentage. 41 and 26 are the records of the Chiefs' remaining opponents. The Panthers come in second, a 591 winning percentage of the teams left on their schedule. 39 and 27 is their overall record. James Palmer, uh, NFL Network, put these uh, together earlier on Twitter. But yeah, it's a tough schedule. But I mean, you got to win them. You can't you can't lose the, against good teams. You can't say, well, they were a good team. Oh, the Packers were a good team. Like Cowboys, oh, they're a good team. Can't do that anymore. I think the Chiefs maximum. Now, they need the Chargers to falter, need the Raiders to falter, and certainly they're capable of doing that because they've done that in the past. They've Raidered and the Chargers have charged. They've found ways to lose. Now, unfortunately, like the Raiders are finding ways to win games, just like that Baltimore game, <laughs> the first game of the year. Lamar Jackson fumbles in overtime. That's usually the Raiders doing that stuff, but they found a way to win. The bottom line is, when the Raiders and Bengals are the top two, or the Bengals and Raiders are the top two seeds, it's like, what do you do? But where the lo- how many losses can the Chiefs succumb to? Well, say they lose the Packers, then they lose the Cowboys. All right, now you're up to six losses. Then you just got one more to play with, and you got to go to the, you got to play the Raiders twice, got to play the Chargers. You have to go to Cincinnati. That's why these games are imperative. Yeah, but- these next three weeks or four weeks, well, next three weeks for the Chiefs so imperative because I'll throw the Giants in there too because they got to beat the Giants because if you take your fifth L. Right here, when you get all those other teams you're going to play, you're done. Stick a fork in them. This clearly is a must-win game against the Giants. Yeah, it's definitely must-win going forward, but like the NFL is so weird. Football is just a weird sport. Like, What if the teams ahead of them get banged up? What if they rattle off four straight in a row? Like, It's kind of a streaky sport in terms of wins and losses. Like, it's, Couldn't you see the Raiders losing the next three or something? Or something weird like that happening. Things just yes, change they, all the time. Yeah, because the last two years they were six and four. They yeah. were six and three. They started getting playoff talk. People talking about them. Derek Carr, you know, it was been weird, a week seven in at too. times. Yeah, the Bengals come down to earth. Clearly, they can. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not all doom and gloom. Like obviously, they have to win the games, but I think the division should be their focus at this point. Sure. Every sure. game should be their focus, including the Giants this week. They know that the fear factor's gone. They can't just go out there. Be the Kansas City Chiefs and everybody kind of, you know, oh, it's the Chiefs. We're going to lose. I felt that they were Washington played that way. Even with the lead at halftime, I think they were scared of the Chiefs. Clearly, some of these other teams like Tennessee, they're not. They're not scared anymore. 
Fear Factor's gone, man. Even the Chargers, man. Austin Eckler. I mean, Mike Williams. The, the comments Williams is making after the Chargers game. And Austin Eckler. We didn't want to give the Chiefs too much time. Because remember, there was like the Chargers wanted to run the ball there at the end. And they called a fade to Mike Williams. And they left 32 seconds on the clock for the Chiefs. Like they didn't want to do that because they were scared of what Mahomes would do to them. They had the fear. The fear's gone, man. You know a team that's definitely making the playoffs from Kansas City? Sporting Kansas City. They've already clinched. They're up one nothing. They're up one nothing. Johnny now. Russell scored his eighth straight game with a goal. Oh, did he? Re- so he got it? So it is eight now it's with him? eight straight in a row for Johnny Russell. They just went to halftime against the Galaxy. In a sport where there's not a lot of scoring, that's incredible. Like eight straight games... I mean, it's like I'm, I'm not a soccer guy. I, you're more, much more of a soccer guy than me. I enjoy watching sporting play, but that's insane. They showed the stats like the fourth longest streak in MLS history. Eight is. It's eight, nine, and then uh, Joseph Martinez had 15 at one point. It is so difficult to score in that sport, and he makes it look easy. They're getting hot at the right time. Getting hot at the right time. A couple games left before the playoffs. Were you a big soccer fan before sporting? Or well, I mean, they've been here forever. It is the Wizards before sporting, so I'm sure that Yeah, I started being a soccer fan right around the rebuild. I went to a few Wizards games, but the rebrand, I guess. I went to a handful. I mean, no, I went to a few at what's now Legends Field. Remember when people didn't like the rebrand? It's actually worked out really nicely for them. It's really, really worked out really nicely for them. Marcus Spears think the Chiefs should run the ball more. Should they? Is that the is that the problem running the football? I disagree. I'll let you hear what Marcus Spears says next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, producing the operation, Grant Nicholson. Grant, you obviously have a vested interest in sporting. You have a vested interest in the Royals, the Chiefs. If you could just say you get one title... The next title, who would it be between those three teams? Like, this is where you really find out who your favorite team in the city is. Like, which team would you say, I want them to win the next title? Who would it be? It's putting you on the spot. I get it, but you should be put on the spot because I'll be put on the spot here in a second. You're making me choose? Yes, I'm making you choose. (laughs) Which one? I'd probably say sporting. Really? To be honest with you, yeah. I'd probably say sporting. I would say the Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs were my second option. I know they just won one two years ago, but I mean... I, it's kind of weird to say that Sporting won one like eight years ago, and they're the the longest team to not win a title in Kansas City. It's title Town, baby. You know, get the Royals, go to back-to-back World Series, win one in 15, Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowls, win one in 19. I mean, it's, it's title Town. I just wasn't as invested in that last Sporting KC run back in 2013. It's so like I, Cincinnati now with the Bearcats and Bengals, right? Yeah. That's Football Town USA. Yeah. Forget about Chile. The Chiefs are $2.898 million under the cap. Not very much. A lot of Chiefs fans clamoring for Brandon Cooks, who's pissed about a trade of Mel- Melvin Ingram, could be available to trade deadline. He'd get $1.5 million for the rest of the year. Not a guy you'd keep his contract for the following year, but an extremely productive player, over 40 catches this season. But again, like the Chiefs got to prove something to bring in more offensive talent. They just, you know, if I'm Green Bay... If I'm Aaron Rodgers, they bring in Jalen Smith on defense. They go out and get Whitney Merciless on defense. If you're and Aaron Rodgers has always cried that they won't do anything for him offensively. Like, do you think that he's going to him and says, you know, here's the deal, man. 
Can you give me Brandon Cooks? You keep being bringing in players on defense. Can you bring us Brandon Cooks? I think that'd be a great home for him, but we'll see what happens. But the Chiefs, they're going to have decisions to make. They play the Giants November 1st. Trade deadline is 3 o'clock Central on November 2nd. What are you? You buyers or sellers? Because I don't know definitively if you win the game, you still say you're buyers because you know the rest of the schedule is the toughest in the NFL. You lose the game, you can start thinking about trading at that point. Because I, I wouldn't have any problem with the Chiefs trading for draft picks if they lose, if they lose to the Giants on Monday, which I don't expect them to do. That's a quick turnaround to figure out if you're, you're buyers or sellers and then immediately the next day. You got to stay up all trade. night and figure it out because... You know, the calls you're not, you know, I'm sure you're getting calls, but you're not taking them because you're like, I'm not trading this guy. It's like Tomlin, you know, poo-pooing the USC rumors, you know. Nah, don't ask me that. I mean, I think win or lose, I would prefer to see them just stand pat. I, I don't know. I mean, they do bring Josh Gordon in because it wasn't going to cost them. Again, low-budget deals. Whitney Mercer's would have fit here because the Texans were paying the money. You didn't have to give a draft pick. Like, those to me were ideal. Like, the Chiefs getting giving up draft picks – for going for this season, I'm not doing it, especially on offense. I mean, Jalen Smith, I had interest in. Whitney Merciless, interest in. Brandon Cooks, sure, he'd be great. But then again, he's got to get up to speed with the playbook and everything else. Yes, he's a, he's a better player at this point in his career than what Le'Veon Bell was here in Kansas City. It's not even close. I mean, Brandon Cooks, I mean, Josh Gordon's probably got better, more talent than Brandon Cooks. But Brandon Cooks has been, you know, proven a year in and year out. You know, and he, he's he's currently doing it. You know, it's been a while since Josh Gordon's been that relevant. You're going back to 2012. But I think the trade deadline will be interesting for the Chiefs. Lose to the Giants. It's sell to whoever wants to bring on contract. Because the Chiefs got to figure out money, too. Again, this defense, second biggest cap hit in the NFL, and this is what you're getting. Like, the Chiefs are going to have to figure it out. And garnering draft picks that you, A, can take players or use them to grab another player in the National Football League, become great commodities. like to see what they could do with them. This is where you do work your magic if you're a GM, but that's Brett Veach's decision on Monday night. Which that's- direction are you going to go? you going to push all in? You think you get the talent? I mean, you look at the AFC records, one of four, and you're playing an NFC team this week, so that's not going to improve. That's a long night. That's it's a, a very long, long night, night to figure it out. Look in the mirror time. Yeah. Put up or shut up time. Marcus Spears uh, continued the uh, the barrage on the Kansas City Chiefs on ESPN, saying to run the damn ball. Now, how about just not turn over the ball? Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, I am so pissed at y'all. I am very upset. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs get a league high eight. I'm sorry, I got to pause. That, that, that that's just fake energy. You're, you're, you really you're not pissed. 84% light box in the NFL. Tell them what a light box is, Marcus. It's less guys than you have to block the run. <laughs> do it, man. I'm not saying do it 40 times a game. I'm not saying that needs to become your identity. But please, for the love of God, man, the NFL still deserves run game when you have advantages in numbers. Y'all, I ain't the brightest, I ain't the brightest flower in the in the garden, okay? <laughs> You are. Listen, bro. I can count, though. I know in all of my years playing football, especially when I got to LSU and I got to Dallas, 
Our defensive coordinator would tell us as D linemen, hey, guys, we are light. Expect the run. Mm. Yeah. Kansas City won't do it. Mm. They refuse to do it. The 21 times they handed the ball off against the Washington football team, guess what happened in that game, y'all? They won. They won. They're top half in the NFL in rushing. 118 yards a game. Not great, but they are top half of the NFL. They were eighth just a week ago running the football as a team, but that's that's not the answer. This team, the identity of this team has never been on the ground. You know, forget, you know, Damian Williams and, and Clyde and stuff like that. That's not the identity. Not only that, I worry about fumbling when you run the football a ton. Now you can say, well, Mahomes throwing interceptions, which he is, or the receivers are letting footballs go through, through their hands and bat them in the air like volleyball setters and they're getting picked. Yes, that's true. But running the football is not the identity of what this team is. Like this, and he was—he seemed mad about it. Andy Reid, no, you're not mad, Mark. You really probably would give a rat's ass. You don't care. You don't care. Running the football is not the answer. I'm to the point where I get sometimes I'm like, just let Mahomes start chucking the ball around. And I get it's tougher to do deep balls when you're facing you know cover two. Although you can split the seam in the middle, you can really utilize Travis Kelsey there, make the safety decide who to get. You could bunch them up, smash her out with wide receivers, run too wide on one side, and really change things up and get creative. But no, putting the ball in Mahomes' hands, that's how you get back into the race. That's how you win games. Running the ball is nice. I'd like to see as a complimentary piece to Patrick Mahomes and what he can do. But that is no way in any shape or form the Chiefs' identity. And it pains me to say because I like running the football. I like running the rock, but that's not who they are. Who they are is giving the ball to Travis Kelsey who's going to the Hall of Fame. Who they are is giving it to Tyree Kill, one of the top receivers in the NFL, letting one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL air it out. That, honestly, that's their identity. It is not turning around and handing the football off. Because can you trust that part of your game at this point? I mean, you may say, well, you really trust the passing part. Well, the passing part's what gotten them, got them a Super Bowl ring. Again, like the Chiefs this year. You go back. I mean, they're, they're scoring 2.78 or two, or they're giving up 2.87 points per drive, which is terrible. 2020 Chiefs, they went to the Super Bowl. They gave up 2.10, which was 13th in the NFL. The Chiefs are worst this year in points given up per drive. The Lions, by the way, the worst in the league last year, 2.98. Chiefs are close to what the Lions were last year. 2019, the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Defense, 15th in the NFL, giving up 1.8.8 points per yard per drive. This year, it's a yard ahead of that, which is insane. Like this defense, how many points, how opposite they are from the offense to defense and points per drive given up. And if you wonder what the Buccaneers were last year, they were fifth in the NFL, 2.72 uh, in their offense. Defense was given up 1.89. They were sixth in the NFL in points per drive. And, of course, Detroit Lions, they mentioned, 2.98 points per drive. But the identity, as much as you like to see, like a Clyde takeover game, which I would, that is not who the Chiefs are. They're a throwing offense. This is where, this is where the creativity gets with the Kansas City Chiefs. I like to see them do that with success. That's their identity. I, Marcus Spears, I get it, man. He went to LSU. They run the football. his ground the pound when he was there, although they win a national title. Well, Clyde still got his yards for LSU, but they were about Jamar Chase. They were about Joe Burrow. They were about Justin Jefferson. They were about Thaddeus Moss. They were about throwing the rock. Like, that offense is unbelievable throwing the football. Yeah, Clyde got his yards, but that offense was based upon 
Joe Burrow winning the Heisman. Jamar Chase winning the Blitnikoff. That offense is about throwing the football. That's the identity, Grant. Huge thanks to Josh Vernier joining us, talking about the home run for from Alex Gordon six years ago tonight. Good, always good talking to Vern. And don't forget, he's got the Vern's Royals Bonanza, all baseball talk coming up on November 9th, recapping kind of what went on in 2021 and what will happen in 2022. Houston, a 5-2 lead over the Astros. Top of the six, sporting up 1-0 on LA Galaxy. Johnny Russell, eight straight games with a goal. Can you beat that? Thanks to Grant Nicholson for producing the operation. I'll see you guys tomorrow between two and six for the next two days. See you then. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.